What's going on, everybody? You're listening to I Think I Know Basketball on the Big Heads Media Network. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you engage with us on Twitter, Facebook, IG to continue the conversation and let us know what you think, because we think we know basketball. Welcome, 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 everybody. It is that time. I mean, it's been that time, but you know, there was a lot of life happening, a lot of things going on. And honestly, I mean, not many crazy storylines. And here we are now, after All-Star break, and we are debuting season three of I Think I Know Basketball. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie, man. Like, damn, it's been a minute. Like, man, I'm over here. Uh, Crystal slipped me a drink through the door. I got my drink. I got my podcast, you know, it's all it's all it's all good. And, and man, like, like you said, man, just a lot of life and a lot of non-basketball things. And I mean, honestly, the most interesting thing about the NBA for, you know, quite a while was uh, the fact that everybody was getting COVID. <laughs> you know what literally, I mean? Literally, literally, literally. And now since everybody has natural immunity, no one's gonna get COVID again. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, that would be what you'd hope, but I mean, yeah, that's right. Cause everybody's in that 90 day grace period where they all got COVID. We got COVID, you know, over here at the yeah. house. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, I didn't get it, but but my wife and, and, and Maya got it. So like, man, that, that I was- I had COVID not- almost a year ago. So, you know, it was crazy. Yeah, I was like, how are you doing, by the way, man? You get you get everything fully back, taste, smell. Yeah, yeah, I got my taste and my yeah, listen, I didn't have taste or smell for three months. It was, it was, it was low-key depressing the first month and a half. And then after that, I started to just learn how to like go after food based on texture. And from there, it just, you know, but I, I'm never gonna forget the moment when I could taste again. And I just I was thinking, I want something cold but kind of mushy. So let me go, let me go get some ice cream. Man, I took that first bite of ice cream and I could taste it. It was, I got uh, some caramel inside of my cookie dough cake batter mix from Cold Stone. And I tasted Mm -hmm. that caramel in the ice cream and man, my head blew off. It was like, did you you hear like choirs of angels? You hear the gospel choir? Nah, I heard like, you know, you you know, uh, the sound of the kettle in the morning when it's going off. It's Mm. like my head blew up. I was like, oh snap, I can taste. I seen. (laughs) I seen my life flash before my eyes. I seen your life flash before my eyes. It was crazy. My life too, damn. Now I, I gotta know, that sounds like a hell of a trip. Yeah, man, it was wild, it was wild. But you know, yeah. enough enough about us and what's going on. Let's talk basketball. We just had the All-Star yeah. game. H- how are you feeling? Bro, like, okay, first of all, I just wanna take, it. not not to stay too long in this, but to take a minute to, to realize what we just did, man. Season three of this show. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We, we're, 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 we're staying consistent. We made it. Well, I mean, we could have been more consistent by starting you know, uh, on time. But I mean, you know, we're here now. And and look, I got to say, so so we shouldn't let it pass without talking about whatever the fuck that was, you know, like this All-Star Weekend. Okay, okay. I shouldn't even talk about it like that, okay? No, no, but, no. You have to, man. We got to be blunt about it, man. I don't know. Okay, outside of the All-Star game itself, I am so disappointed in the dunk contest. You know, I've seen the clip of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar leaving. Walk it out. That's hot, though. Walk it out. 
Well, well, you know what was a trip is that I'm pretty sure it was like this time last year we were talking about the dunk contest and it was like Aaron Gordon and uh, Derek Jones Jr. put on another show. It wasn't quite 2016 level, but it was still pretty hype. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. So like, and then we went from that to this, you know, where it's just like Jalen Green is trying to try to do the he had like 25 attempts trying to get his dunk. Like I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. Not gonna lie. I tune in for the three point competition, and the three point competition low key is has become, or no high key, bro, has become the best event in in the skills competition. Yeah, like I don't know. There's something like I don't know if it's Steph Curry or just just like the level of shooter that that we've now seen come into the game. But man, it, it's just exciting. Some of these guys can just really shoot the ball. Are, are you surprised that Carl Anthony Towns is the best three point shooter? in the league that's that's what i would think when you see somebody win the three-point contest it's like it, well i mean the thing is like it's sample size right like it's just like any game you get hot at the right time and they're shooting balls off a of rack so it's like you, you never know sometimes like some three-point shooters it can be on others can be off i mean the thing is it's like you know a guy like steph curry is never off right or like clay thompson they're never off but it's like what are you talking about <laughs> steph curry's having the worst shooting season of his career yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's that, <laughs> no, but, but the thing is, like, that's like a consistent sample size, you know, and, and I don't know. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. You know, him. It's like, like his worst year is still better than everybody yeah, else. it's still better than year. everybody, right? <laughs> but, but like, but the thing is, like, and again, in the All-Star game, what happened? But, but obviously that, that's an exhibition and, and, and all that. But, but the thing that I take away from, from Cat winning it was these bigs, dude, like we've seen them win in the skills competition a bunch of times in recent years. Like some of these big dudes can really shoot the basketball. Like it's like nothing like, yeah, there, there used to be bigs that, that could shoot and stretch the floor. And maybe they hit like a 20 footer or something like that, like back in the day. Right. Yeah. You know, not not then, now. Not now. Yeah. And then it's like you could have fours or fives like, yeah, like they, they could shoot, but they were shooting like 35 percent you know, or like less from three. So they, they could, they could make it, but you got Kat who's like over here, like one, one of the, like actually one of the top three point shooters in the league. Right. Like that, that's it's like, wild. it it's doesn't wild. make any sense. It but doesn't make any sense. And it makes you think about 41% from the three. Yes. He's shooting show 41% from three this year. And actually he's almost 40% for his whole career, which is wild. Like no, yeah, he's that's actually it, it gotta be it gotta be a lot of corner threes, a lot of corner threes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna well, well I think his his deal is that I mean I don't know if it's always corners. He shoots from the top of the key a lot. As a matter of fact, Here's I want to say his money ball in the three point competition was from straight away. Mm -hmm. And I mean I think that mm -hmm. makes sense, right? If you're like a pick and roll big, right? You shoot a lot from the top of the key, right? Because that's yeah where yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know so but but yeah like he's he's legit. It's kind of crazy, but it's more than crazy because for me, you know, we see Cat, we see like people like AD, Joel Embiid, Jokic. But what's wild to me is seeing Giannis develop a jump shot in real time and knowing that he's pretty much going to be doing what Cat's doing in the next two, three years. Not maybe not as, as high of a clip or high percentage, but once Giannis gets that three-point shot into his arsenal on a consistent basis. This conversation that you're having about the big the big men in the league, 
is going to take a turn. I mean, I don't even see space for anybody under six feet, six three anymore. Like, what's the point? We this got is all going to get phased out. But I mean, yeah. then they're going to be well. It's going to be them, you know, pulling up from half court all the time. They're going to have to move yeah, the line. Yeah, back yeah, and everything. yeah. yeah. Stephen, Stephen, and Trey Young are just going to take it a step back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like take a step back, but it's actually like not a bad thing to take a step back. Like they're just going to extend the court and to make the court bigger. But you know what's a trip, right? Is that you mentioned Giannis, right? And what did we talk about? Like, I, I don't know, man. I feel like we talked about this like two years ago. Yeah, right? in the like, playoffs. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. pre, like pre-pandemic and we were talking about this dude just needs to get over 30%. And he's, mm-hmm. he, he has now been over 30% from three for the last three years. He's creeping up over 31. Like, he's actually, like, incrementally getting better, like, yeah. at that three-point shot. Like, mm-hmm. and the thing is, like, when he can do that, like, like again, he does not need to be Cat. If, if, if Giannis can be, like, 30, end up as, like, a 32 or 33% three-point shooter, that's fucking crazy. Like it's 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 it's, it's 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 more than crazy, and if That's he can do fair. that, it's not fair. But we, what's also not fair is he's developing some some dribbling moves. I remember we was giving him a hard time because he had no moves, and now he has moves, and it's like, wow, how are you going to stop this guy? Like he's literally taking two steps from the three point line, and now he can pull up at the three point line and throw it behind his back or whatever he's trying to do. Ridiculous. It's very, very interesting just seeing the trajectory of, of the big men in the league yeah. as as we're, as was proven this year with the three-point contest with Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. And, and actually, just real quick before we move on from Giannis, you talk, we were talking about him developing a jump shot. From 10 to 16 feet, he's shooting 40%. And Killing. from, what, 16 to, you know, to the three-point line, you know, so a little bit longer jumper, shooting 42%. And that That's wasn't there. That wasn't that. there. That's that wasn't not, there. Two yes, years ago. You're, you're you're absolutely right. That was that was not he was not doing that. And like literally just something as simple as that. It doesn't always got to be threes. As long as as he has some semblance of a threat like a dude's got to come out and guard you. And then and then like he can still, you know, take a step in from the three-point line and dunk it on you, right? Like it, I mean it's it's excellent. It's excellent that that he continues to work on his game and keep developing. I'll tell you what, though, somebody needs to we need to redevelop this dunk contest because yeah, I it's mean, not. It's, I mean, do we even really need to talk about the dunk contest? I'm so disappointed. First off, really. first off, let me just acknowledge how happy I am to see my guy Jalen Green in the league. I've been talking about this guy for a long time, and I'm really happy to see him in the league now. Quick turn. I'm so disappointed in Jalen Green in the dunk contest. I've watched this guy since he was a a, a sophomore in high school. Maybe a freshman. I remember going like like you would be in the editing rooms at BUR, and I'd duck in, and your ass be watching Jalen Green highlights. Highlights. <laughs> he wasn't even going to be in the league for a couple more years. It's like where did all of that go? All those highlights I was watching, he did not. And you know what? Not even just Jalen Green, but for the dunk contest, we need to retire the under the leg dunk, like. The East Bay dunk needs to... I don't know how many more different variations of the under-the-leg dunk we're going to see. It's throw it off the backboard. Throw it here. Throw it there. Put it under your legs with your right leg. Under your legs with your left leg. Grab it with both hands and dunk. It's like, I'm tired of the under-the-leg dunk. I want to see more creativity. 
Well, well, I mean, because I think about it, right? Like, didn't we complain about this with Derrick Jones Jr.? Is that like yeah, we literally? Yo, this is we sound like broken records right now. He 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 beat Aaron Gordon, who's like busting out all these like creative dunks and trying to do stuff like nobody's done before. And like Derrick Jones Jr. literally just did different variations of the East Bay and won the contest. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I get it. He can jump out of the gym, and it's majestic to watch him flying through the air. But like, bro, come on, like that, that, that's not that special. Like, well, okay. I mean, obviously we can't do that shit, right? And and and, and like, on I mean, it, dep- it level- depends. It depends on the size of the hoop. Because if we got like a five foot six foot hoop, I'm going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, me too. That could be a fun dunk contest, yo. That's what I'm saying. We might have to do this. We might have to just put together a little ten foot. I mean, a little six foot hoop, and put together a little dunk contest for us, just to show the NBA how it's done. Like. Uh, and that's another thing with the dunk contest I feel like there's a problem with. There needs to be more incentive in the dunk contest to actually get these guys that we wanted. Like, John Morant in the dunk contest makes sense. Oh the fact that LeBron James never did the dunk contest to me is wild. For his legacy, him not winning it would have been crazy. But, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I think that with him in particular... He's not, I mean, he he won the like McDonald's dunk contest when he was in high school. I remember my cousin and I watched that. I watched that. that. Just, I watched that. But that's just because like he could just fly and no yeah. one else could really do that. But in, in the NBA, when everybody can when everybody can jump like that, I feel like with him, like he's not a dunk contest dunker. He's he's a power dunker. So like it, it's not, it doesn't really suit his style. I'm not saying he couldn't do it. But I feel like it doesn't suit him. And the other thing is, it's like this man, like, is making so much money, so valuable. It's like he gets hurt during the dunk contest. Like that's 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 gonna be crazy. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. But, but but like people like Miles Bridges, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, Miles Bridges, man. Like so so I mean, like that's the thing, right? Like, how do we get some of these dudes back in the dunk contest? And I think like. You know, I'm even thinking about somebody like like Zach Levine because yeah, Zach's won it twice. But even in in the in warm up lines with the Bulls, he still be doing shit that's like that would have been a fifty in the dunk contest. I like mean, you you could you could go win the dunk contest right now. He's over here like he jump in, bounces the ball between his legs like while he's taking off, catches it behind his back, and and tomahawks it. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Why not are you competing not in the dunk contest? Dunk contest That's what he's doing. He's not competing in the dunk contest. And Zach Levine is trying to win a championship. You know, once these basketball players that dunk all the time develop a jump shot, they just forget how to dunk. It's the craziest well, thing. Well, well, I'll tell you what, Zach has not forgotten how to dunk. I'll no, tell you true. that. But, but the thing true. is, but no, I'm I'm and I mean I say that right, like selfishly, but I'm good with Zach Levine not doing the dunk contest. He's done his thing. He's also been hurt, right? He's like torn his ACL. I don't need to see him get hurt. But it's just one of those things, right? When you see guys that can still do that, and then you got dudes screwing up the dunk contest constantly. It's like, Zach Levine is like one of those dudes who like, he never needs a second attempt. He just always gets it the first time. And he's like new age Vince Carter. He never screws up, but- Never screws up. Okay, but real quick, with the All-Star game itself, obviously everybody's scoring like crazy. And, you know, basically any team that LeBron ever picks for the All-Star game, he hasn't lost yet since they've switched the team captains format. GM LeBron, yes, GM it's LeBron. coming. I'm t- he's buying a team. What team is he going to buy? <laughs> what if he bought the Cavs from Dan Gilbert? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what if but he I, could see, I could see Dan Gilbert, like, selling it to LeBron. 
because it only makes sense. I I wonder, because I, I don't know that it's always been good with those with those two. No, even, that's what I'm saying. Even, I don't think it's even been after good. they won the good. title. I don't know, but oh, it's but definitely the, not good. Yeah, but can we talk about Steph hitting 16 threes? Like no, man, I expect Steph to hit 16 threes. I actually expected him. I was mad that he didn't break the scoring record. I was watching the he game. He tried. He, but LaMelo, LaMelo Ball tried his hardest to not let that happen. And I thought that I was bugging when I seen LaMelo playing defense that, like, in those last couple of minutes on Steph. And it was like, oh, no, LaMelo's purposely trying to not let him break this record. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, at the end of games, at the end of the All-Star games, right, like, teams start, like, dudes start trying to you know, take it a little bit more prideful. And, like, that, that I think, was, yeah, he was taking it personally, right? You know? yeah. Oh no, definitely, definitely, definitely. And I mean, and I mean, that's fine. I mean, like you like those little moments where that happens, right? Where guys are just like, uh-uh, no, like I'm not gonna let you have this next one. Where like uh, you know, LeBron and Kobe, like towards the end, like I, I think it was Kobe's last all-star game when LeBron like actually like deed him up, you know, yeah. and then the last couple of years where they were like trapping in the all-star game, you know. Well, what I, mean? I mean, but the format's changed. Ever since the format changed and, you know, you're playing for the charities and stuff like that, and it's kind of a first to this score, it creates a more competitive environment for these players because they do want the money to go to their charities and they do want to win, but it's a little different when it's okay. You know, it, it kind of gives it that pickup basketball, you know, mentality, you know, first to 15 wins, you know, by twos and ones, let's get it. And... That's what I see. I see them actually starting to have fun. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, I think that it's been better for the game. Like, okay, like, can we can we just, like, we got baseball players and whatever, like, complaining about the, com the competition level in the All-Star game. Like, they should be busting each other's ass, you know, for, for an exhibition. Like, people are literally here to see John ja Morant fly around with his head at the rim and dunk the ball. They're here to see Steph Curry make 16 threes. They're not yeah, from half court to see def like defense, you know, not, not for, not until the end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. And, and that's what I'm saying with the new format. I think the format is very conducive to creating that type of environment where, okay, the last quarter, there's going to be some type of sense of urgency coming from both sides because they, like I said, you're not, they're not just playing for the, for the Kobe Bryant MVP trophy, you know, the new Kobe Bryant MVP trophy. What they're playing for is to get that money to those charities yeah. for those kids that are literally right there cheering them on. Yeah. And you know, it's what? a little, it's a different environment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I hope it stays because I, I think again, that the last couple of, if, if you get past the, you know, the, first three quarters or whatever and you get to that last quarter and they're and they're really starting to go for it like i i love it you know i i think that they that they take it seriously you know like you said they they want to win for their charities and they want to make it happen so i think you know we could probably turn the page on the all-star game and how about we talk about some of the stuff that happened at the trade deadline. Let's just get right into the Nets and Sixers. Let's just talk to it. Who yeah. won the trade, Kyrie? You it, it, tell me who won the trade. Yeah, because you know what? Yeah, other trades happen, but let's be real it honest. Doesn't, we don't got to talk about no Nobody, other trades. I mean, what, Celtics got Daniel Tice. Like, we don't have to talk about no other trades. Yeah, Celtics let's got... Talk it, about, it, it, they got Derek White. Don't sleep on him, but okay. I'm not... Uh, listen, all right. We could probably talk about some other trades because the, the Celtics trades actually, I think, was really beneficial for them. But let's just focus yeah. on... The, the the Nets in the Sixers. You want to break the trade down for the people so who may not be aware? Yep, let's do this right now. Okay, so James Harden 
Paul Millsap go to Philadelphia, okay? In return, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, two first-round picks go back to Brooklyn. Yep. So the Nets got an absolute haul. Yep. Like, and, 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 one, and one of those picks that they got uh, from, from the 76ers is unprotected. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. For, for, this, for this upcoming year. So, I mean, they absolutely got, they got a major ass haul from, from Philly so that they could get James Harden. I'm, I just feel like I'm looking at this trade. And I mean, obviously, KD's still out yep. because he's, he's got a knee injury, right? Mm-hmm. Kyrie's still part time because he doesn't want to get vaccinated. But, you know, given the way things are going, like the, the state of New York has lifted its vaccination requirements. The, the city of, of New York, New York City, has, still hasn't done that, but I'd have to think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, no, it's definitely happening. It's happening yeah. and it's happening soon. Yeah. So, so Kyrie is going to be full time again. And then on top of that, you get Ben Simmons in a role where he doesn't have to shoot the ball if he doesn't want to. Seth Curry, and I mean, throw in Andre Drummond for fun, but Seth, but Seth Curry. Who's I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not, Andre Drummond to me can still be what Andre Drummond was. I think he can still give you 10 and 10 or or, 10, or, or, or maybe five and 10. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I mean, those, rebounds, rebounds. those rebounds are going to be huge. But for me, well, 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 who do you think won the trade? I mean, I'm going to have to say Brooklyn won it. And, it, and, it, and it's because, honestly, like, it's, it's not just the fact that they got who they got, but it's the fact that Kyrie will soon be a full-time player again. And I think that the way that those guys fit is, is going to work out really well. Like, like, again, Ben Simmons gets to be your third, third or fourth option, you know, if we're going to be yeah. honest. He doesn't yeah. have to shoot the ball. He can just pass the ball, run your offense in the half court, and dunk in transition if he wants to. Because yeah, but that's not but that's not going to work though. When you have teams that know that this guy won't shoot the ball, they're going to game plan against that. They're going to put him in situations where he's going to have to do that. He's sure, going to have, but like but the I, same way teams would treat Isaiah Thomas, I feel like teams are going to try to treat Ben Simmons. But with that being said, yeah, but I, I, I seen Ben like, Simmons. Yeah. Look, I seen Ben Simmons dap up Kevin Durant on that first game um, mm. when he was on the bench and he was just like, you know, there and he was all smiles and stuff. And the look that I seen Kevin Durant give him and the look that I seen Ben Simmons give back was very interesting. I don't think Kevin Durant's fully bought into this whole situation. Not because of he doesn't believe in Ben Simmons or not, but I think he's like looking at Ben like, you're gonna have to prove yourself, my guy. Yeah. And I, I think mean, Ben Simmons is like, I am coming here to prove myself. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I still think that the thing that is going to help, right, is that in Philly, it's like Ben Simmons, and, and it was like Ben Simmons, Joel, and mostly role players, right? But the thing is, it's like, okay, you're going you're gonna to try to force, uh, you know, Ben Simmons to shoot the ball, right? You're going to sag, or you're like not going to pay attention to him, or, you know, what, what have you. But in the end, you still got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. They're going to be taking, like, plenty of shots. And they can just beat defenses because they're that good. And so I, I still think it's going to work. And then you talk about the fact that, you know, you have, I really, I like Seth Curry. Seth Curry has really developed into something uh, as, yeah. as like his career has, has gone on. And I, I, it's not that I don't, and on the flip side, 
I think James Harden can work pretty well with Joel. Like, I, oh I no, 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 James Harden. Listen, now you think that you think that Brooklyn won the trade, right? Sure. Yeah. Right now, if this is a win now situation, Philly won this trade. Philly did what they needed to do. They got rid of the toxic sure. player. They got somebody that's going to accommodate their player that's having an MVP season, and they did it with a player that has MVP caliber, MVP caliber talent. James Harden doesn't necessarily need to score the ball all the time. He's great at facilitating. We've seen what he was doing with Clint Capella. What do you think the pick and roll at the top of the key is going to be like with Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid can do to James Harden step back? This is the type of stuff that I don't think the league is, is prepared for. And I mean, then you got to buy, you got Tobias Harris, Tobias yeah. Harris out there on the wing. And he's no slouch. He is no slouch. No. Like he can give you 20, 30, 40 by himself. So I think that this is going to be a very interesting situation for Philadelphia moving forward, especially if they end up in a, a high ranking position in the East and for the playoffs. And, and they, they, they're playing some whack teams in the first and second round. They may have what they need to push through. To, to the championship, but to win the championship is a whole different situation because there's a lot going on in the West. Yeah, and, and, and you know with that, right? Because I think that the Nets found themselves in a rough position because of injuries and because those three weren't meshing and couldn't get on the court together. And so now they're they're the like the eighth seed right now. They're mm -hmm. the, yeah, they're, the eighth, they're the eighth seed. So, I mean, it's not that they can't win a, a whole bunch of games in a hurry. And if you think so about it. So you're telling right, me that Philly could end up playing the Nets in the first round? I mean, I, I mean, at this point, it's totally possible, but I don't think it's going to happen because I think mm -hmm. once the Nets get better, once they get healthy, you know, they're going to win some games. And the thing about it is, too, with the East, it's a lot more tightly clustered. So, oh, I, yeah, mean, yeah, so yeah. I mean, like, wait, yeah. wait, I mean, you get the teams are three games out away from each other, whether it's the, the yeah. top teams or the worst teams. I mean, you lose two games in the Eastern Conference, you could you could be in, out of the playoffs. You win two games in the Eastern Conference, you could be the number yeah. one team. It's crazy. Right. So, so, I mean, the Nets are eight. They're eight games back right now. But, again, I mean, so the, so the Bulls have 39 wins, Nets have 31 wins. Once the Nets get healthy, once they get KD and Kyrie back and, and integrate some of these other pieces, like – Who's to say they can't end up as the fourth or fifth seed? So I don't see them staying as the eighth seed. If they did, that would be surprising. I, hope I mean, but they have to do it. You have to think about it. There's a lot of teams. Okay, so ahead of the Nets, you got the Celtics, you got Philly, and you got Milwaukee. Those three teams, outside of my, let's not sleep on Miami, because Miami is having a very, very, very quiet season. But they are getting the, the Yeah, they're getting the job done, though. So Definitely. So the East, when you really look at the East, right, and you look at the top eight teams, it's I'm, I'm surprised that Atlanta is in 10th place, right? But when you look at the top eight teams, you got Brooklyn, the Raptors, Celtics, Cavs, Bucks, Philly, Miami, and the Bulls. None of those teams sound like they are going to have an extended period of time in the second half of the season where they're, they're, they're horrible. No. You know what I'm saying? So I mean the, the Bulls, the Bulls have been doing, they've been, they've been maintaining that spot atop the East, and they haven't even been fully healthy. And like, they are no, they're on a six-game winning streak right now. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? Like, and it it's kind of interesting to say that, right? Is that they haven't had Lonzo Ball 
and Alex Caruso for extended periods of time. And people would be like, what are you talking about some role players for? Those guys really help round out oh, what, what the Bulls got. And then, and then Zach Levine's knee hasn't, hadn't been a hundred percent, you know? So, so, I mean, he'd been having some issues, but it looks like, you know, he's starting to get back into things and, you know, Derek Jones Jr. is one of their like athletic defenders and Javante Green had been missing time. And so like, once they get healthy, I mean, like, there's no reason they can't remain the one seed. Now, how far they go is going to depend on who they play in the first round. If they end up playing the Nets, you know, some for some reason, right? But the Nets were like fully healthy, then I don't know if they're going to beat the Nets in a in in a seven game series. But if you're talking about like, oh yeah, the Bulls play like the Raptors or the Hornets or something, then yeah, yeah, the Bulls will win a playoff series. But yeah, I'm not putting a lot past the Hornets this year. I feel like the Hornets have that same Cinderella type vibe that the Atlanta Hawks had last year. Mm-hmm. Like I think that there's a lot more teams like that this year. Um, just based on like like let's say the Memphis Grizzlies, right? You know, they're out there, they're in the West. Who expected them to be in third place right now? Not me. Mm. Did yeah. you expect them to be in third place? So I feel like there's a lot of teams like that out there where they have, like I was saying about the Hornets, where they have just a, a certain type of chemistry and mindset that you that you can't see on paper that's going to help propel them to do good. And if people like, like the Bulls run into them in the first round, I don't think it's going to be a guaranteed walk in the park. I mean, it might not be a sweep, but I mean, I feel like with the Bulls, that they they have been you know a, like a very low key like great chemistry like well rounded complete team too. I feel like they're they're not necessarily like that mercurial like oh yeah they got three st- like three mega stars who can't play together or something like those guys know how to play together and and they can they can play defense in a pinch right like when they've got all their guys right you know they yeah. they can play defense when they got all their dudes so i feel like they're they're a very well rounded team though again they aren't necessarily the most high end talent all the time though we got to talk a little bit about our guy demar because that's oh now my eight, god eight straight, best eight straight games of 35 or more points yeah, man. He thinks that listen, he got that he got the Bulls jersey on. He's feeling the, the ghost of Jordan. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're supposed to be doing in that jersey. Like that's what I, they're used to. I just I just feel like I, I you know, some people were like, I don't understand that. I don't like like I don't understand bringing him here. I, I felt like when when I first heard that he was gonna be a thing, uh, because I, I heard from one of my basketball friends, like, oh yeah, like he might actually be a pretty good fit here and I was just thinking to myself like oh, man, maybe maybe I could see it because he's got some playmaking to him and I, I thought you know like maybe him and Zach could play together it's worked out way better even than I could have anticipated and I mean the dude just his his just performance in the clutch is ridiculous I mean it's funny because like Luca at the at the all-star weekend right right before the all-star game Luca Doncic comes up to him and he's just like dude have you ever missed a mid-range shot? Like, sometimes it really feels like this dude never misses a mid-range I mean, you know, he takes them. He takes them, and that's the big point. I mean, there's not many other – I mean, Devin Booker's one player who I, who comes to mind when I think of mid-range game, Chris Paul, you know, and that's part of the reason why that team's in, in, in first place. I mean, there's so many teams out there that are just chucking up threes and not making them. I mean, I watch the Celtics sometimes, especially this first half of the season when they sucked. 
I was watching them, and I was just like, dude, if Jason Tatum comes down and shoots one more three when we are down two points, I'm going to spaz out. This is what's crazy about Jamar. He's hitting threes. Like, not just mid-range shots. He's hitting yeah. threes to win games in clutch situations. When you're when you're coming from two markets that don't get a lot of shine, aka Toronto and then San Antonio on the on the media stage, you know what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. not getting they're not getting put on primetime TV. And now we're seeing this guy on primetime TV a lot more because you know Chicago's a different market. Um, you know, they got Lonzo Ball, they got some names that that Zach Levine dunks, you know, stuff like that that that, that, that kind of perks your ears if you're like, oh, who's playing? But seeing him. On a, on a night in and night out basis is like, damn, I bet the people in Toronto and San Antonio are like, well, I mean, he's been doing this his whole career. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, this ain't new to us, right? It's not new. He's not new to this. He's definitely true to this. And this is an opportunity for him to like really elevate himself and, and take his brand to that next stage. Like, it's so interesting. You know, I felt bad for him when he got traded to Toronto and, they, and then they got Kawhi. And, I mean, he got traded out of Toronto or whatever happened with him out of Toronto. And then Toronto got Kawhi and they won the championship. And I seen Kyle Lowry. I'm just like, oh, DeMar deserves a ring. DeMar deserves a ring. And I feel like, you know, maybe he may, he may not get the ring, but he's definitely getting the recognition and his just due for his individual game right now. And I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And, and, and people are talking about DeMar kind of bringing up in in kind of like a like a joking sense like you know like yeah people saying he's real clutch then why did he get bodied by lebron a bunch of times in the eastern conference playoffs and it's like dude that was like eight years ago you know what i yeah, mean yeah and it was and he was on the raptors bro we're not going to talk about the raptors like <laughs> that's not what like well come on man i don't like kyle lowry but even though he's in miami doing his thing i don't I was, it's like i didn't I, who believed the raptors who believed them yeah no no, no one. and, and no, let's just let's just move on to LeBron because this is this is like not even just LeBron but the but the Lakers. Like we have to talk about the Lakers before we wrap this episode and figure out what the hell is going on. I mean, is what's going on with the Lakers Russell Westbrook's fault or is it Anthony Davis's fault? I mean, look, I, I saw this the other day where somebody was basically like, "Look, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at Russell Westbrook's stat lines." He's more or less what you would expect. He's around his career averages, right? Yeah. Like, he yeah. basically, like, is doing more or less what Russ does. So, I mean, his his jump shot has, has left him. Like, I, I will say that. I mean, not that he was ever a great jump shooter, but this brother is having a... He's struggling real bad. I, I, mean, I think he just got something in his eye he can't get out because there's no way you could be missing the backboard that bad. Like, I mean, he's not even aiming at the rim. He's aiming at the backboard for bank shots, and he's missing. He's, he's hitting the bad, shot clock. Bad. The shot clock. I, I mean, not even... Like, your close. daughter can shoot better than Russell Westbrook. Probably. I, no, I, I mean, I'm telling you, right? I got my money on her right now. Take her to the gym. I mean, I mean <laughs> I'll tell you what. She can really, she can really take it to the rack, man. Like, <laughs> she really can. But I mean, like, she... Uh, oh, we're about to keep talking about my kid. But no, like, like, Ru like Russ, he just, he can't shoot the ball right now. And I think that he has been at his best when he attacks the rim and distributes. And I think that the, he's been trying to do a little bit more of that of late. We're seeing less kind of horrible shooting. Every once in a while, you'll still see him take and make a three, even though everybody's begging him not to do it. Oh, right? man. I was uh, watching but... a game a couple weeks ago where he had just hit two threes in a row. 
right? And they was coming back. The Lakers were coming back. I forgot what game this was. And he comes down and shoots another three. And at the in the post game, he missed it. He missed this three. They yeah. lost the game. In yeah, the post game press conference, he's like, you know, I was feeling it. You know, I just hit two threes. Like, why not come down and shoot it? And it's like, uh, yeah, that, that's that's what I remember. It was it, LeBron wasn't playing because he was hurt at the time. But yeah, look. So I would say, look, this is not Russ's fault. I I don't think that's fair to say. I mean, has he been like superstar era Russ? No, not really. But he hasn't been like the worst player out there necessarily. But I don't expect just... superstar era Russ on a team with LeBron James and yeah. Anthony Davis. Yeah, and I'll, that's I'll where say... I, that's why the question at the beginning is about. No, is it him or Anthony Davis? Because Anthony Davis, even when he's out there, is not playing to the potential of what he's been touted to be. He should be in the MVP conversation with Joel Embiid, with Giannis, with Jokic, and DeMar DeRozan. But Anthony Davis can't stay on the court. He can't stay on the court, and he's been struggling to shoot the ball in like like in a really bad way. I mean, he's shooting eighteen percent from three. Like, and, and he's he's never been an amazing. Hold on, hold group. on, hold on, hold on. Say that again. He's shooting eighteen percent from three. Yo, that's crazy. I don't even think I even heard a percentage that low. I mean, it's it's brutal. And I mean, he's he, for example, he is a career thirty percent shooter from three. Again, it's for a big thirty percent's pretty solid. But oh, yeah, he's been, definitely. He's been shooting worse from three of of late, and 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 I, I think it's really crippling his game because when you play with LeBron, being able to spot up and shoot threes and like be in the pick and roll and stuff like that, like that's that's a big deal. You know, being able to do that, and and I feel like it's it's always been a, a bit of a part of what AD does. It's not just like you know him doing that when LeBron was here. He did. He, he he was shooting back when he was with New Orleans too. He was shooting threes back then too, but it's just been, I don't know, man. Like it it's been an ugly year for him. And then on top of that, he can't stay on the floor, and it's putting a lot on LeBron. And people are and I don't know when when you look at LeBron's actual play. Like, this is a dude that if the Lakers were playing better and if AD were healthy, then LeBron would be in the MVP conversation because he's actually been pretty damn good, right? But, I mean, that's not the reality. And the Lakers are the ninth seed in the West right now. And and so, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's unfortunate. And people are, like, talking about this, like, legitimately asking, should the Lakers trade LeBron James and just just end it now? Just get just get this experiment over with now and recoup whatever you can for LeBron James. That it seems kind of insane to me, but at the same time, it's like, do you like? Let me ask you this: Do they have another championship in them? Do you think they have another championship in them with this roster? All right, you know, I think the Lakers do have another championship in them. Um, with that being said, it's gonna be on LeBron James to make that happen. He's the king and it's on him. Now, one thing that I seen with Anthony Davis that really, really shocked me was I was watching a game when they played against the Bucks. He was back for like one or two games. They played against the Bucks. I watched Giannis 
block an Anthony Davis fadeaway jump shot. Oof. And I thought to myself, it's over. It's over. The same way that we used to talk about Giannis not having any moves, we have to keep in mind, Anthony Davis used to be a point guard when he was coming up. He grew into what he is, but he, he may not have never actually developed any real big men moves. And I think that that's something that we're starting to see right now in the league with him I mean, playing against people like Joel Embiid, who's like really a big man well, and somebody like Jokic who's really a big man you know what I'm saying like these I mean, guys have been big men their whole careers yeah I mean I, I would say like with with him right he he has big man moves in you know kind of kind of the, the the tall body and stuff like that he's kind of grown into it but but I think it's not so much the moves it's that he is is a finesse player so when you run him up against Joel Embiid, he gets his ass whooped because Joel's huge. Yeah, and, yeah, and, he's, and, and Joel's trying to go right through you. He's not trying to finesse his way to do anything. And that's what I mean, but that, that comes yeah. down. The finesse player mindset comes with growing up as a point guard. I mean, when you're a point guard, that's what that is. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. finesse, it looks good, but if you're a big man and you have a big man mindset, you are already thinking about pounding down low. You yeah. want to pound down low, you want to get down as, low, as close as you can. You're thinking, you're watching Shaq, you know what I'm saying? Like Shaq and Charles Barkley have been killing all the big men in the league with criticism. And all of them have responded somewhat well, except for Anthony Davis. And 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 he hasn't even been able to like stay on the court to respond well. And then, you know, you, you, you're playing with LeBron, you've won the championship. I don't even know if Anthony Davis still has that hunger in him anymore. I mean, I, I don't know, but I'll definitely tell you, like, he's he's not like that. You know, it's like when he when he's good, I mean, he's still really damn good and capable of being the best player out there and one of the best players in the league. But I mean, right now, I think, you know, and, and you hear it all the time about him is that he doesn't like to play the five. He mm -hmm. prefers to play the four. That's because he usually gets a more favorable matchup. Right. And and I think Back. that's. And, and and that's I feel like what we're seeing is that when he's forced to play the five because the Lakers don't have a guy that they can rely on outside of him really to play that position. They got washed, you know, DeAndre Jordan and 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 washed Dwight in there. So I mean it's like, yeah, AD has to play the five and, and he's getting beat up. Yeah, let's wrap it up, man. I, that's a good episode of I think I know basketball to kick off season three. You know, sorry to all the people out there that it took us forever to get this, but you know, life is life, and man, you know, pray prayers for Ukraine and all the wild shit going out there in the world right now. Sure. We want to make sure that everybody, you know, we want to pray for peace around the world, and 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 we understand that there's a lot of serious things going on out there, but it felt right to bring back the podcast right now, uh, post All Star break with everything kind of clearing up and kind of feeling like no players are going to be out due to COVID. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And I mean, I'm really happy to be back with you, man. I'm glad we were able to make this work. You know, make sure you follow us on social media. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and make sure you keep an eye out when, when we let you know that something's about to be dropping because we're going to start getting this thing going all the way through the end of the season. Till then, I'm your boy, Kyrie. And I'm your boy, Keith. Peace out.